Hello, I'm Tessa Holst. And I'm Valencia Rollins. Welcoming you to Unlock Movement with Asante. We're on a mission to help you transition from a sedentary lifestyle to one more vibrant and full of movement. Whether you're considering your first steps toward an active lifestyle or you're looking for an extra spark of motivation, we've got you covered with tips, advice, and inspiring conversations with healthcare professionals. Welcome everyone, I'm Tessa, and you're tuned into the first episode of the Unlock Movement with Asante podcast series. And I'm Valencia, joining you today with a very special guest, Alyssa, a wellness coach who's made a significant impact in helping individuals transition from a sedentary lifestyle to a more active one. Today's conversation will revolve around the importance of movement in our lives, breaking down misconceptions around exercise and understanding how to weave more activity into our daily lives. We'll also touch upon how to kickstart your fitness journey and get an inside look at Alyssa's personal approach to fitness and its impact on her professional and personal life. We're thrilled to have Alyssa on board for this inspiring chat. So let's jump right in. Alyssa, as a wellness coach, you've helped many individuals transition from a sedentary lifestyle to a more active one. Could you share with us why movement is such a critical part of health and wellness? Yeah, that's an easy one. Um, there is a variety of reasons why, but the first one, honestly, especially coming out of like the pandemic, I would say endorphins for emotions um, and mental health is probably the biggest one. Otherwise, you know, um, then there's the standard standard ones such as like vanity. You know, we all want to look at look better, but we also want to feel better. Um, we want to keep up with our kids. So there's a variety of reasons why. Um, it's just kind of every every person's specific reason is unique to their individual goals. Yeah. Oftentimes we think of exercise, um, we think of gyms and intense workouts, right? But that's not the case always. Can you talk about the benefits of incorporating simple aerobic activities in strength training into a routine? Yeah. Um, this is actually a good conversation I like to have with people because a lot of people will say, I have to get to the gym, but I don't have the time, um, or I don't have daycare, but I want to work out. Well, you guys, I'm here to tell you that the opportunities are endless. If you want to move your body, you're going to find a way to move your body. So some go-to pro tips that I would usually share if someone's like, well, I just don't even know where to start, honestly get on your phone. We have this digital technology, which can be good and bad. Um, but YouTube, YouTube, like um, the most common ones nowadays are like the beach body workouts. You can actually find beach body workouts on YouTube. You can find um, uh, Zumba workouts. You can find insanity workouts. You can find uh, full body weight endurance activities. And honestly, my favorite too, how about Richard Simmons sweat into the oldies? Who on earth doesn't remember that? You can find five-minute Richard Simmons videos just to get out and laugh and giggle at yourself and move. The sky's the limit. What do you want to do? Just make sure it's something you look forward to doing at the end of the day. The opportunities are endless. Get out of your uh, little gym box and start doing things that you look forward to doing, even if it's what I call five-minute um uh, fitness snacks. That's the best term I could probably utilize is a fitness snack. Five minutes for you is definitely going to go a long way. 
Awesome. So I love that you identified that getting started is oftentimes the hardest part, right? And so you gave us some really, really great advice on how to utilize our digital lives into this by YouTubing these exercises, getting things pulled up on our phones. And that's really great and such a good resource to use that we have now. Um, so with all of this being in mind, if we are just starting going from sedentary to active, what are some key components that you recommend as far as just making sure that we're staying safe and not going to lean into any kind of injuries as we're getting more active? Honestly, first and foremost, don't overthink it. That is the first thing people will do and they overthink it and they overwhelm themselves and then they continue to live their sedentary lifestyles because they are so stressed out about the idea that they need to do this all or nothing mindset that they just literally shut down and continue. So don't overthink it. And honestly, five minutes. What's five minutes? Set a timer on your phone, set a timer on your computer, set a timer on your stove clock, whatever that may be. Set a timer for five minutes. Give yourself five minutes and tell yourself, I'm going to have a five-minute dance party just to shimmy and shake. That's, yeah, that's workout. That's fitness. If you're doing nothing, that is better than what you're just doing in an hour ago. Um, get out and tell yourself, this is my also favorite thing to think about. If you're craving an unhealthy food, which I know is irrelevant to fitness, but it kind of is. If you're craving an unhealthy food <clears throat> and you're finding yourself in the kitchen for the third time in less than an hour, again, set the timer for five minutes. Go outside for a walk. Come back and assess do I really want that snack or was I bored eating? But you're also getting the movement at the same time. <clears throat> yeah. Otherwise, awesome. yeah, don't overthink it. That's the best advice I can give you. Stop overthinking it and just give yourself five minutes. So um, I know you touched on excuse mindset when you were just um, answering our last question. So many of us fall into this kind of category when it comes to exercise. We've all heard or used reasons such as I'm too busy, I'm too tired, or I'll start tomorrow. As a wellness coach, can you share some strategies or insights on how our listeners can move past these common excuses and build a more positive, proactive relationship with physical activity? Um, during a standard conversation that I'll have with my client, if they're just coming to me and they're like, I just, I'm so stuck. I just don't know how to move. I don't know what to do. I will literally ask those clients to take me through their day. Take me through your day. Take me through a standard day. And then I'll say, what obstacles continue to keep getting in your way? Because most people will come to me and say, I don't have excuses. I just don't know where to start or my life keeps throwing me too many obstacles. So I'll ask them to take me through the day and take me through their obstacles. Um, <laughs> and those obstacles basically at the end of the day are excuses. I'm like, now let's talk about that obstacle. You said this, this, and this. Unfortunately, if you think about it, is that really an obstacle or are you just giving yourself permission to give up on yourself? Because at the end of the day, that's exactly what an excuse is. You are literally giving yourself permission to give up on yourself. So I get it. Life does, in fact, throw us legit obstacles. But <laughs> I'd have to say probably eight and a half out of 10 obstacles that I get are actually excuses. And my clients will have that aha moment that pretty much says, yeah, actually, I guess you're right. I That is an excuse. I'm literally just giving up because I'm either too tired or I don't have time or um, it's difficult. Or for the biggest one, I just don't know where to start. I'm so overwhelmed. Do I have to join a gym? Do I have to use equipment? You know, do I have to go do excessive cardio? And that in itself 
creates a huge obstacle of emotions and that emotional health impacts them. And then it's just excuse after excuse. So again, I would say um, at the end of the day, if you really want to get going, make a list of what matters to you, why you're going to get moving, why you want to move and how you how you will look forward to moving, I think is the most important thing. Um, also a good thing. Having an accountability friend or a support system is probably going to make the biggest difference for those who have given up on their health and wellness for numerous years. So if you stopped working out and caring about your whole health since COVID and you're just now trying to get back on track, you're probably going to need a support system. You're probably going to need an accountability friend. Um, and that could be a coworker, could be a friend, it could be a family member, it could be a health coach. It matters to know that you've got that support system, that accountability, that person you can check in with. Yeah, that's such great advice that you're giving us. Um, and that's such a good point, too. I noticed for myself, I tend to be a bit more motivated when I know someone is expecting me to show up. And so it's not always just myself. Um, it's easier for me to show up when other people are wanting me to be there. So I love that you um, are implementing the buddy system on this and it adds a little more accountability too. So good. And then Alyssa, we're all about promoting local activities here. Being based in Southern Oregon, we're fortunate to have an abundance of outdoor adventures. Are there any specific activities or locations you personally recommend for our listeners? Depends on the time of year. Uh, here in Southern Oregon, we legit have a true four season calendar year. And in some cases, a true four season event in a 24 hour uh, cycle. So, you know, you always have to be, pre be prepared. Uh, my MO is, you know, uh, be prepared to work out no matter what the weather is, because the weather can change vastly in an hour. So um, with that said, you know, 90 percent of the calendar year, uh, there are lots of trails and white walkings, uh, wa uh, places you can walk. Um, there is lots of beautiful scenic views. Um, you can do like the water waterfall hike if you go kind of like up by past Shady Cove. Um, if you want something more local, uh, you got the McAndrews Hill. I mean, that's a little bit steep. So if you're just getting started, I would no way, shape, or form encourage you to do that unless you're a go-getter and you're like, I'm determined, then go for it because McAndrews Hill has quite the steady incline. If you're looking for something a little bit more steady, um, I would say getting to a local park that you feel safe um, going to and just kind of walking around the parameter of a park, probably with a friend, um, because it's a little bit more flat. Um, if you um, are familiar with the Asante Hospital in Medford, literally from uh, one point all the way around to this to the addition, the same point where you started, it's a mile. And we use that a lot for a lot of leader walks uh, if you're in the Medford area. So let's say you started out at the Barnett uh, crosswalk and you walked all the way around the, the crosswalks and got back to the Barnett crosswalk. It literally is a mile all the way around. So that's flat. That's easy. It's safe. Um, good little simple thing there. Otherwise, fun hiking trails. You're looking at the Table Rocks. If you want something more extensive, you got Mount McLaughlin. Um, that's kind of the majority of the year. Uh, winter, you've got snowshoeing. Um, there's a couple different places, but the most common one is kind of closer to Crater Lake. Also, Crater Lake is a great place to go unless, of course, there's a lot of snow on the ground, then it's not such a good time because you probably get stuck. So don't do that. Um, water skiing, rafting, Tahitiing. So get out, get up, 
rent a paddleboard, go get a paddleboard, uh, go get, um, you know, what are those little kayaks? Uh, it just depends on what you want. If you want to be outside, yeah. uh, the opportunities are endless. Get creative, have fun. But again, if you're not familiar with the area, please bring friends, uh, do your research, Google Maps, kind of explore, be prepared for parking and whatever. But there's good stuff out here. Yeah. So as you can hear, there are a ton of opportunity and places to go here locally in Southern Oregon. Um, and I do believe the waterfall hike that you were referring to outside of Shady Cove is called Mill Creek Falls. And it's yep. kind of near Prospect. Yeah. And uh, that's a nice hiking trail, too. So thank you for sharing that. All right, Alyssa, as we wrap up, our listeners would love to hear about your personal approach to fitness. Could you share with us how your personal fitness routine impacts your overall well-being and strengthens you to handle the demands of your professional life? Um, I kind of take my personal fitness the same way I approach um, my personal coaching. So um, I take my fitness very seriously. So I set stringent goals for myself and anyone who has followed my story over the years I have competed on stage as a bikini competitor, and I am planning on getting back on stage. The goal was 2023, but it could be 2024. The idea is I'm training as hard as I can today as I will the day that I take stage, no matter what life obstacles uh, come my way. Um, and the reason why I take my health and wellness and my fitness goals so seriously is because what I take from my own real life experience, my own legit obstacles or um, excuses that I'm giving myself to give up on my on my own goals, um, I take that into consideration when I do my coaching because the more life events that I can create for myself around my own fitness goals, the more I can share, the more I can resonate, the more I can connect to the people that I'm coaching. So for me, it's super important to have good, strong goals, but also recognize where the line needs to be drawn. Like, okay, today is a day that I need to work on my mental health and not getting into the gym. And sometimes getting in, into the gym also helps with the mental health. So trying to figure out where that fine line is for me will help me connect with my clients a lot more. Um, but, you know, I, I don't tend to give up on my goals. Uh, I just tend to, um, I guess, get in my way like a lot of other people do. And then I remind myself, it's time to get back on track. You took a week off from the gym because you had to take care of X, Y, and Z. Um, it's time to get back on, you know, back onto the fitness path. So I, I look forward to taking my own life events and my own, um, my own coaching that I do on myself and turning it into a positive spin to connect with my clients. So. Awesome. So it sounds like, um, you really just make it a point to prioritize your own, um, fitness and well-being. And I love to hear that you are mindful of your body and its needs. And you do take rest days when you feel like you need them. And I think that's important to remind our listeners too, especially just starting out, that um, we can be on the grind as frequently as we need to. But it's important to take those rest days every once in a while. Yeah. So. Yeah. Recovery, you guys. Recovery. Mm -hmm. That's a huge critical component to making sure that your fitness regimen is complete is recovery. Active recovery or just sedentary recovery. You'll have to see where that fits based on where your goals are at. Sometimes we just need a day just to sit and rest. And sometimes that active recovery could just be a simple little 10 minute walk outside just to breathe in the fresh air um, and just kind of work through any soreness that you might be experiencing. If you are in the gym lifting weights and you're like, oh, I'm kind of sore, but I don't feel like getting to the gym, that active recovery could actually be beneficial. So. That is the end of my questions. 
Awesome. Well, I thank you for having me on. I'm excited uh, to be a part of the conversation. Movement matters and you have to start somewhere, no matter how simple it is, even if it's just five minutes. Thank you. That was such a great interview that we had with Alyssa. I think she touched on some really important ideas around motivation and mindset and how sometimes um, we allow ourselves the permission to give excuses. And I just really appreciate that she um, kind of challenged us with finding what our obstacles are and then moving past them and finding five minutes in our day to stay moving. I think it's just such a good reminder. I think that's a very key tip. I mean, it's so easy to make something an excuse and give give ourselves permission to miss out on a workout. Um, I think it's very important that we make sure we make a plan, right? A backup plan to say, if a certain situation comes up, this is what I can do to make sure I follow through with my goal for the day. Yeah, having a plan, I think, is going to be key there. And then just knowing um, different ways to move your body. So she touched on going on a hike. She mentioned a dance party, um, even just taking five minutes to go on a little walk around the block. So fitness isn't always in the gym. You don't have to be lifting heavy weights. You don't have to be running on a treadmill. And I think it's just important to remember that any body movement is better than none, right? Absolutely. And you brought up another great point, Tessa. Um, we always have this idea or this misconception around workout, right? It has to be in a gym or have to be with weights. And it's just about finding what feels good to you and doing it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And then also doing it with a friend. Having a buddy with you to help you through this journey is so important as well. And I think um, being able to identify your support system and your support person is going to be helpful in leading towards success as well. I agree with you. The more support you have, the more positive you're going to feel about engaging into that activity and being consistent with it. You look forward to being with this person. You guys are sharing a common goal and then a common outcome that you guys can celebrate together as well. Yes, Alrighty. Awesome. So I know that I have a challenge for our listeners um, and it's a really simple challenge. You guys don't worry, um, but I want everyone to be able to identify their why. So Alyssa touched on this during our interview uh, and identifying your why is going to be kind of identifying your motivation or the reason you want to get your body moving. So I would like to challenge our listeners to identify their why why they want to get active, why they want to stay moving, and just write it down and put it somewhere where you can look at it every day. Identifying your why. Absolutely. Tessa, would you be willing to share your why? Yeah. My why is a wedding in two years. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Or a year and a half, I guess. <laughs> so, I know I'm motivated to not only look good, but feel good about myself during that time frame. So that's my why. What's yours? My why is really being around for my grandkids that I'm hopefully speaking into existence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have them now, but I, I want to be healthy and still moving and be able just to get up and down off the floor with them. Yeah. yeah so that's my why. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. So once again, listeners, identify your why, write it down, 
and put it in a spot you're going to look every day. For me, it's on my fridge. Absolutely. And for me, it's on my phone. Every time I pull it up, it's a picture of my son. So there's my future. So. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for our very first episode of the Unlock Movement podcast. I know we've got a lot of really great interviews coming for you in the next few weeks here. So be sure to tune in as we continue this series.